podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance and save by bundling auto and home. Hello and welcome to a shorter, because I'm on holiday, but no less action-packed first team of the season special of FIFA 19. Featuring an enticing new weekend league reward system, social mistakes, strange reviews and plenty of team of the season speculation. I'm your host Ben and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast brought to you by Foothead and our patrons. So Steve, aka the Foot Coach, are you excited to get into team of the season? Hi Ben, yeah, really exciting time of the year, this love it, one of my favourite periods of foot, definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. And we've also got a man who, maybe in terms of his day-to-day job, is less enthralled with the idea of team of the season, but he certainly will be enjoying the cards that come out for sure. Hello Luke from Foothead. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I yeah, I'm tired, but no, I live for this stuff. Let's uh, let's add a million cards every single week and let God sort them out. <laughs> and there's been some big news, which I just want to kick things off with, is that there's going to be a change to weekend league rewards. Obviously, team of the season has already started. We've had team of the season players in packs since the Friday that just happened. So there's some consternation for people who played last weekend expecting Team of the Season rewards, and that hasn't happened. But we have had an EA announcement which tells us that there will be Team of the Season players in your player pick rewards for playing Weekend League, which to a lot of our listeners will be uh, music to the ears, I think. Luke, I know there's some nuances to the way that this works. In terms of the numbers of players, it seems it's the same as Team of the Week players. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know that I have them all committed to memory. I don't have the EA tweets. Definitely check out EA Sports FIFA for anybody listening. Uh, circa, what, 13th of May? Um, they tweeted it late that evening, North America time, where EA is based. So probably the morning of the 14th for folks over in, in Europe and Asia. But uh, essentially, EA is switching the Team of the Week rewards that we've been accustomed to in the Weekend League, if you've been playing Weekend League all, all FIFA 19 or before, uh, at least just during TOTS, to where you're going to be pulling uh, team of the season reds so uh you know your time will be a little bit more worth it probably than it's been in the last two or three months especially as informs have gotten outclassed just with all the promos that they've dropped um it seems like pretty much everybody is going to have a chance to to get something though as ben and i were talking about kind of before recording the show uh, i think it's what gold two and lower uh there's going to be a cap on some of them or is it gold three and lower well, I've actually uh, been smart enough to bring up the tweet now so if you are gold two and above you're guaranteed to get a at least one player in that selection from the major leagues if you're silver two and silver three instead of the max overall cap being 84 as it was for informs it's going to go up to 87 which is actually pretty good you'll That's probably fantastic. be able to get get some really quite tidy team of the season players at 87 rated so yeah it's, it's a good change and, yeah i uh, think the other the other interesting takeaway is that that implies that we're going to be seeing what we did with the first weekend uh, with community team of the season also coming out with the EFL lower leagues taught concurrently. So based on that, I think it's it's fair to infer that we're going to have a setup similar. So when there's Premier League, maybe we'll have the Scottish Premier League. When there's uh, La Liga, maybe we'll have uh, the Portuguese League. Uh, I think there should be, you know, at least based on that. We don't know which leagues. We don't know how they're going to be combined. Mm. Maybe we're going to have... 
you know, uh, like we've seen in the past, like a Benelux tots that can, you know, is multiple, uh, you know, leagues kind of combined squeeze into one. We could see some stuff like that, but I think it's fair to say that we're going to have a couple tots released each week and you'll have a chance if you play the weekend league to get rewards from, from both of those. I think maybe in, in weekend league this week, people are going to need a, a bit of talcum powder to, to keep their hands nice and dry because this is going to be the sweaty, sweatiest weekend league we've seen for some time. Without a doubt, yeah. So for those who don't know, I've actually been in the US for a, for a little while and I'm currently visiting family in San Francisco. So, so I'm back in the UK ahead of this weekend to play a weekend league for actually the first time in a little while. Woo. And actually, I'm quite excited to get into it. I think it'll be interesting and I'm hoping there'll be a lot of players in there who don't, who also don't normally play weekend league um, and that'll make things a, a bit more fun, should we say. So I'm actually one of those people, this is going to sound pretty insane, but that's got to be on brand for me, right? Um, I work for a database site, so all the ones and zeros have, have rotted all of our collective minds. Uh, but no, I, uh, I I think Weekend League has the best gameplay. It's not that the matchmaking is superior or worse or better. I think you get more variance because um, it's less skill-based. Like Division Rivals, I was talking about this again yeah, uh, with yeah, Steve yeah, just right. before, yeah. is, is all about kind of getting you two players you're better than, two players you're worse than, two players you're equal to give or take like i think it's more of a five match set but regardless division rivals is all about kind of going for that median talent level which is great in terms of you know having everyone have a quote-unquote fair experience which we know is not fair if you have different teams strengths and things like that but uh less so in order to like keep your sanity sometimes so i've preferred the weekend league just in terms of gameplay but the rewards have just not been worth it for me the last two months so even though i was a hardcore every weekend league player until about february i just sort of stopped uh i'm i played one one weekend, I think one of the four-day weekends a couple weeks ago, and did not enjoy my experience at all. But now it's something to play for with prizes, uh, with tots that you can, you know, add to your club. Either uh, we haven't really seen a ton of SBC usages in the past for these red informs, but you never know. They did previously. Uh, they did an upgrade SBC this FIFA, but prior FIFA's, I want to say FIFA 17, they actually had some uh, end of the eras that needed those or could use them. So it's possible this summer, as the content gets a little bit looser, that there'll be more use for those. But I'm just excited to have kind of some thing you know uh, a prize to aim for and make the suffering worthwhile Luke, and the- fine just went mental there <laughs> sorry <laughs> that was a perfect sound effect for what i said <laughs> luke while we're talking about your your mind rot and levels of insanity would you care to explain to the listeners how you obtained the lyle taylor team of the season weekly objective card yeah so ben was asking us in kind of show prep which team of the seasons we've used so far and since i didn't i just completed the objectives this weekend and kind of stopped to give myself a little breather before the madness that's going to be the next whatever five six seven weekends of of tots reward weekend league uh i decided that since i'd I'd saved up about 40 packs uh really haven't spent a ton of fifa points which as those who have heard me on the podcast before know is not my style i usually am pay to win is all get out but uh, i just i had so many stacked packs that i did okay in terms of pulling blues i got like five or six of my stacked packs and one of them was uh davies uh a keeper for barnsley i think what's his name adam davies barnsley Apologies to the i love hearing the, barnsley the with an american accent barnsley. Uh, uh, I'm from Texas, so uh, bear bear with me, folks. Barnsley, uh, yeah, for those EFL League One advocates out there and enthusiasts, um, yeah. So I, Adam Davies was the highest rated uh, League One player that I had in my club, so I decided to throw him up at striker. I figured, you know, uh, 
it's semi-pro difficulty is the minimum that you can use. Surely this won't be that hard. It turns out that even on semi-pro, uh, and I should also clarify that I was trying to knock out two birds with one stone, so I had seven Mexican players in my squad as well, almost with no chemistry uh, amongst them. Davies up at the top on like two or three chem, or one chem rather with the out of position. Uh, it, was, it was a very awful grind uh, as i pointed out to those guys on as you can see on foothead and the our compare tool you can see keepers uh in-game stats he uh he has eight attack positioning eight that's not a i'm not misspeaking 11 finishing 15 long shots 12 crossing 16 curve uh he does i will credit where credit's due the man is 69 reaction so he's very cognizant of how much he sucks but uh <laughs> So that plus one chem, if you actually apply yeah, the chem it's, filter it's on our minus, site... M- minus nine on his finishing, which means he had two finishing. Yep, and you can also see that his acceleration plummets. He's already a 54 speed, which I think is the worst thing about him and why I probably wouldn't use him for a keeper unless you're like a huge Barnsley supporter or something. But uh, his base acceleration with the chemistry penalties was like... 45 and it felt even slower i was it felt like worse than the the hero urente which i've used Mm. um so it was so slow and he just could not he was basically like the real life urente in every match except for the city one uh so sorry to our man city supporters out there which probably includes my boss (laughs) Uh, anyway adam davies uh yeah that was it took about seven squad battles at semi-pro which is almost two hours of my life i'll never get back but I scored four goals with the man. Um, I got my uh, untradeable SBC or untradeable team of the season card that I'll never use except on an SBC probably. So uh, don't be like me. Don't don't think you're better than you are. Uh, it's not worth it. Remember, listeners, it's a very fine line between being a maverick and an idiot. Yeah, the the line the line between madness and insanity <laughs> is playing a uh, a Welsh goalkeeper at, at striker <laughs> with 54 acceleration in a Mexican team. Yeah, yeah, there's that too. So shout out to uh, Chucky Lozano though. He was uh, he was feeding those crosses in left and right to Davies, who would then miss like sitters all day long. Did you get your eight Eredivisie? Uh, yeah, so I I had packed Anna really early, so I knew oh, that right, yeah. I was gonna get that. But I got too impatient waiting for it. And I know like with the number of players that they had to grant, I know some folks were really frustrated with that. I don't envy EA at all, knowing from a database standpoint, especially with like how massive their game is with like 20 million players. I can't imagine how much data crunching time that took. And then validation, then tests. Uh, I'm not surprised at all. It took three or four days for them to get that sorted. But we should probably just clarify for, for listeners who, who missed this. Basically, EA tweeted the team of the season, most consistent, but they actually included all the players from the team of the season most consistent including the ones that weren't meant to be in packs but were meant to be sort of SBCs and objectives right it meant that people thought they might be in packs you know you can't really say you're selling something and then not offer it if that makes sense so they compensated that by anyone who packed a regular version of Sissoko ended up being given the player later on Um, but the thing is that those players actually stayed tradable so we now had a situation where you had a tradable version of team of seasons at the soco and you could also do them as an sbc which is a little weird obviously going forward we're expecting a different graphic which makes it clear that those are not players that are in packs they're just players 
Yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet. We don't. I haven't. I don't have this confirmed on record from EA or anything like that, or even off the record for that matter. But I think every week going forward, you're going to see like two or three weekly objective type players, probably two from the major league, one from the the lower league or whatever comes out that week, and then there'll be a uh, SBC player or two or three, um, kind of between the leagues over the course of the week. Um, like we saw this past week, I think with the like flashback tots, which. Uh, people love to get mad because Rabiot is young and I or because it was from just one FIFA ago. But <laughs> I think it's actually kind of cool to re-release players that probably aren't going to get tosses for a variety of reasons. Like Rabiot like up and quit PSG essentially to focus on his pending, um, we would call it free agency here in American pro sports, but his market experience to move elsewhere. So he wasn't going to get one. But um, I think that's kind of cool. Uh, I wish the designs actually were different. That's my one knock is that you're kind of making, and I know we already had, you know, flashback guys that were just flashback to their like FIFA greatness as opposed to real life greatness. So maybe it's not as sacrosanct as we think, but I, I think it would be cool if they had like some kind of, you know, similar to the Tots moments. Like I thought that design was like a nice little variant. So if they'd had something like that for flashbacks, that'd have been cool. But obviously Tots is a, a crazy time of the year for EA. So um, yeah. And they of course can't be submitted into regular team of the season requiring SBCs, but I guess they could be easily obtainable high rated cards or perhaps they'll be required for something further down the line anyway. Yeah. Another handy tip going back to the weekly objectives is to make sure that you've got a decent attacker, whether it's a winger or a striker from most of the top leagues, because uh, mm. if the objectives are scoring a certain amount of goals with a with a player that's a certain nationality or certain league, or the assists, as was the case with uh, with an Eredivisie player this week, uh, it's a good idea to have those in your club and be prepared for it rather than paying the sort of premium prices when the objectives are released because there is a very good chance that, that we're going to see plenty of those those requirements for the weekly objectives that's a really great point i think you guys talked about it on the pod a couple weeks ago with japes like you start to build out this this is my premier league team this is my uh which it sounds yeah. silly but i mean i even two weekend two fifas ago in the weekend league they used to have more variants and squad requirements before it was really you know hard and fast used for competitive qualification so i understand why they stopped but i personally liked having you know a Serie A team a la liga team maybe a hybrid of the two of them um that stuff was fun for me just because i you know i work for a fifa database website and i like squad building so um yeah it's not for everybody and i think people want to have the best squads that you can but you can still you know especially this time of the year with some of those uh non-informs that they're kind of historic lows you can build like a pretty decent team if you get ahead of it but like steve said if you wait and all of a sudden you know you need to have a uh, portuguese league team and you don't that's when it's going to cost you an arm and a leg yeah exactly but just going back to the actual team season itself which we haven't really discussed uh, i don't think we'll talk about efl much because uh, apart from something steve's going to mention there aren't that many competitive players and they're extremely hard to get into teams but the most consistent looks pretty outstanding one thing that a lot of people have been talking about is that ibrahimovic card wow what good value that flashback ibrahimovic was yeah i think right now on playstation 4 the ibra is going for around 1.4 million lowest mm. ben um and and what was that flashback like 200 something k yeah so, and it had like i don't know minus three or two across the board so it's not a massive yeah it's really if you did that flashback you were ahead of the curve it is it is really fascinating i know some people probably won't like that they kind of seem to have made the upgrade based on the flashback but it mm. does give us kind of like a you know a card for the whales out there to chase the big spenders um those that didn't do uh the flashback and are kicking themselves can either maybe get lucky in some sbc packs or if they've uh you know saved up can can go after their main man Ibra if they want a 87 pace. I mean, that's like, we're talking about stats that are like 
almost in line with some of those Tots Ebers from years past. I remember mm. his, uh, I think his 98 overall FIFA 16 one was lower pace than this one. So yeah, yeah. Maybe that's the competitive meta. Uh, it is It is a less desirable league regardless either way. But hey, uh, if you did the flashback Ebro when it was available, good job. And then Steve, uh, within that team, uh, who have you got your eye on? I'm looking uh, predictably enough at the Brazilians. I like the looks mm-hmm. of Tellez, obviously currently the uh, the best left back in the game, I would think, along with Team of the Year Marcelo. I'll be waiting before I pick him up, though, because I anticipate that once... Team of the season, Sandro, and team of the season, Marcelo, are released. That'll probably affect the price. in, uh... And they'll probably also be back in packs again, right? With the uh, team yeah. of the season, Liga Nosh. With the Liga Nosh, yeah, absolutely. And the same thing with uh, with the other card that I've got my eye on there, which is the Alan card. Um, mm. It's a solid, dependable card. Uh, I, I used the team of the season, Alan, last year. Very, very similar to Kante, but with awesome long shots too. Um, he'll score you a lot of goals from, from that midfield position. But again, yeah, it's just a case of, of, of waiting for the price to drop. And a player I really like in there. A lot of people have their eyes on that Sissoko. Uh, obviously, he's got the SBC as well. Interesting, a few of our patrons actually been saying that they didn't really like him that much. He's got quite poor agility and balance. But he's not especially expensive at 90k. But basically, he's a he's a tanky player. He's actually pretty heavy. Like people forget, he's like six foot two, but he's also um, like sort of 92 kilo, 92 kg, which is which is pretty big. Like Van Dyke's that heavy, for example. So he, he's going to feel quite quite strong on the ball, but potentially not that mobile. But I like the look of another French midfielder and Dombele. I've used his I guess it's his UCL version, um, and I've come up against and had problems with his foot future stars version which was only available as an spc um, but was quite expensive at the time i think it was about 350 400k whereas this card is um, available for 280k on the market and then you've also got the potential for him to come back into packs again um, but you know his base stats just really outstanding 90 pace um, 85 defending 85 passing 88 physical 91 dribbling and this is a guy with high high work rates he's 511 he's very mobile he's kind of got everything i think the only thing i'd say is he does have 81 reactions which you know, actually, is isn't amazing. You know, Alan, for example, you were just talking about has ninety five, so that's perhaps the only query that I'd have to Stegen. Um, I just wanted to mention because he's got that saves with feet trait, which very few goalkeepers have. The only, in my opinion, usable goalkeepers with saves with feet are to Stegen and to Haya. We've talked before about reactions on goalkeepers, how reactions don't get increased. Reactions will stay the same no matter how many special cards the player gets, but reactions are important. If you go back and listen to our interview we did with the gameplay producers start of the year, reactions are important because they help the goalkeeper judge the flight of the ball and things like that. So unfortunately, you're essentially looking at a very limited selection of goalkeepers who already have very good reactions. Um, to Stegen's pretty decent. Um, De Gea's has better reactions. And in my opinion, we are not going to get a better keeper than De Gea this entire year for that reason. And I see a lot of people using Allison. Honestly, if you can get the hair in, just get the hair in. He's definitely. If you have, you know, for whatever reason, the need, like maybe you have Varane and Ramos or something. That's in the true. Back, yeah, yeah. Ter Stegen is is an enticing option. I think his his reactions is like eighty five, which is mm. not De Gea, but it's better than like ninety five percent of the keepers in the game. Uh, mm. I had his untradeable. Um, UCL from one of those early objectives like back in November or so and I used it for a while and it was fine I mean I think everyone that plays FIFA 19 knows that like even the very best goalkeeper is extremely broken in a bad way not like broken as in 
good. And I, I, <laughs> I, I think that you could do a whole lot worse than, uh, than Ter Stegen taught. Oh, sorry, got a barking dog in the background here. He's weighing in. He's a big uh, DDG fan. We could do a, a dog-only podcast with the fact that you two both have dogs as well. We could. Yeah, my dog, my dog was in here uh, for the first 20 minutes we were taping, and then he got bored and wanted out. So, uh, ask, ask your dog what he thinks to Stegen is like on long shots. I'm sure he'll say, rough. Yeah. How good to Stegen on long shots? Rough. You're getting no response. I guess that means probably not very good. <laughs> Would yeah. probably better move. In, on. Indeed, we should. So, Steve, you had a review, I believe. Yeah, predictably enough, it's uh, Sunderland winger, Sunderland midfielder, as he is on this card, uh, Aidan McGeady. I honestly thought the days of an 85 rated Sunderland card were long, long gone. So, I was delighted when this dropped in the database. I did agonise a bit about whether or not I should do it because, from a value point of view, um, it, it represents pretty poor value. Certainly on face value, it did at the time, anyway. In hindsight, really pleased that I did it. Really fun card. I'm using engine on him, uh, which gives him Texas acceleration up to 93, sprint speed 92. He's got 99 agility, which is great. The card boosts him to 93 balance. His dribbling is 97 with the boost. His on-the-ball, left-stick dribbling, skill moves, fantastic. I tried him without the engine on it, and the the difference that that chem card makes is phenomenal. It's one of the, the underrated aspects um, that, that often aren't taken into consideration with skill moves is how important acceleration is when you're exiting a skill move. Quite quite often, people will will try and do skill moves with players that don't have great acceleration, and they end up very disappointed in the results. If you are a skiller, um, if you're going to use a card like McGeady, five star skiller of any type, make sure that if the player doesn't have good acceleration, you boost that with a chem card because it will make a massive difference. Um, but yeah, I've in general, um, I've, I've I've loved using him. Five star skills, four star weak foot. 96 long shots, 90 shot power. Uh, the only the only downside really is uh, 71 stamina. Um, but you know, if if you're a Sunderland fan or if you're a Republic of Ireland fan, I'd, I'd definitely say go and do him if if he's still available at the time of the uh, the pod recording. If you have already done him, don't just don't just leave him in your club thinking that you'll submit into, submit him into an SBC at some point. Get him in your team. Bring him on as a super sub. You'll have loads of fun with him. Yeah, and of course, a great investment for um, Ivory Coast SPCs as well. It's always a, always a good look. Thanks for that, Steve. Let's move on to the final bit of this week's podcast, which is just kind of speculating about what might come across the course of Team of the Season. Now, I believe that the promotion lasts about eight weeks, Luke. That's quite a long time. We don't have the World Cup mode this year. Do you think that we could see quite a lot more of the smaller leagues compared to last year? And do you think we're going to see it a kind of change in that sense or or are we looking at what we saw last year where it's a lot more kind of packed together i guess i don't think we're going to get the rest of the world sbcs that weren't super popular to begin with as you mentioned everything was kind of on a truncated timeline due to the the world cup kind of being imminent last year um, with more time to breathe and not really any major tournaments i guess except women's world uh, cup. yeah the women's world cup is, is is a big deal certainly from a footballing standpoint but there's not outside of you know the the club ones there's not really uh Maybe they'll maybe they'll do some kind of like DLC tournament mode or something, which would be fun, like non-foot perspective. But I'm not holding my breath just because I don't think there's maybe quite as much demand for that. But that is, you know, certainly something I'm excited about. It's the the one part of football that America can talk their talk and walk their walk. But 
No, I, I think uh, we will probably see kind of the more, at least based on EA's tweets on Monday, um, that we're going to be getting kind of these, you know, whether it's like Eredivisie, you know, maybe we could have like a Central South American leagues kind of put together either, you know, both SBCs and in packs. We'll, uh, we'll have to see kind of how granular they get because I could see a situation if there's six or seven more weeks for TOTS, I you know, I'm not professing to be any kind of like chronological math genius or anything so i'm not 100 sure where we stand with that but however many there are um i think we could see either some group together ones like the benelux or we could see maybe even a couple of leagues out at a time like we know in the past when they've had uh seria and Ligoon uh out concurrently what if we had seria Ligoon, and two smaller leagues like that would be imagine the mm. odds of pulling a, a blue in a situation like that that you know i'm certainly not saying that's going to happen and i don't have any advanced knowledge ea will give us the rating sometimes a little bit early to get on our, our website but we're talking like you know hours before not mm. weeks days before so my guess is as good as you guys yeah it's, i mean it's kind of interesting isn't it because you've got really four big leagues that really sell packs well actually five sorry what that kind of means is if we're looking at an eight week promotion we might have the ultimate team of the season which is going to be interesting for weekend re- league rewards actually but apart from that we're going to have two weeks potentially that they need to sort of work out if you like um, whether that means we're going to have a collection of the more popular smaller leagues so we could have i don't know the mls all stars perhaps towards the end we could have uh liga Noche is going to have some pretty good players i reckon it's going to be interesting to see how they actually manage that and keep the momentum going we normally get premier league quite early so that would be uh coming up this weekend quite interested to see that and if people are uh, planning to uh play any weekend league then this is probably going to be the one especially if you've got a premier league team that being said you'll probably also find after this premier league team of the season is over some pretty stacked teams in the weekend leagues going forward so watch out for that the one thing i wanted to kind of wrap up on actually steve is you know there'll be a lot of people coming back to weekend league myself included and although some of you know i, I did fairly well before in, in past weekend leagues uh, what would you say that i need to remember going into weekend league what are the kind of key tips i feel like a lot of it's going to be psychological isn't it yeah um a mistake that I made this weekend, actually, when I was playing my own weekend league, was that I left far too many games to play late. Um, I, I didn't actually play that many games, but I ended up playing a lot in one sitting. Mm. And that's a recipe for disaster. Um, you get kind of, you get a bit bored of the game if you play too much in one sitting, I think. And you just, you get into the monkey mind where you're not really thinking about things. You get frustrated. You just yeah. want to get through the games quickly. And it's, it's a recipe for disaster. I'll add to that when I play for hours on end, I tend to get much higher and much lower, Uh, whether it's just sort of the mental redundancy that you talked about, sort of that like grind mind state, which can be bad for your game. I also tend to get angrier or uh, too cocky. And I find Mm. out when I play and then take a break or I play just like two or three matches and take a break, it's a lot easier to kind of check your emotions, kind of have a little bit better uh, psych- personal psychology in terms of your approach. If, if maximizing your rewards is your goal, if you're just playing for fun, well, hey, put on Netflix and, you know, do your worst. But uh, I think if your goal is to get Elite 3, Elite 2, or whatever you're, you're striving for, that next tier up, um, the little differences that, you know, taking a break and spacing it out can go a long way. Definitely, yeah. And the, the, I mean, the other thing that I always emphasize, whether it's weekend league, whether it's Div Rivals, whether it's squad battles, everything, um, don't worry about about the result. Don't worry about if, if something bad has happened, if something unfair has happened. Don't dwell on it. Keep your focus on scoring the next goal. That's all you need to be worrying about. If you do that, the results will come and they'll take care of themselves. 
that needs to be the mantra if you want to be successful in the weekend league. Just worry about scoring the next goal. Also, if people want to maximise the results, um, I'm now taking bookings plug plug for coaching sessions. So mm-hmm. if anybody is keen to uh, to make that leap up into a another ranking, then uh, I'd definitely recommend that they drop me a follow on Twitter um, at the Foot Coach. Check out my pinned tweet, and they'll be able to book a session. And I think I should also add that um, subscribers to the Foot Weekly Patreon are eligible for a discount. Yeah, correct. Well, that was a, that was one of the most well-executed plugs we've had on the podcast history. Thank you very much. Um, I like that very much. I've been saving it. So just to also bring in some of my own thoughts on what you're saying about the number of games that you play, my two best finishes when I got Elite across this year, and since then I haven't actually been as committed to Weekend League really, but back when those happened, before that, I tried to kind of force myself to do better by you know focusing more time on it or giving it more focus and actually the two weekends when I did best were when I had plenty of things going on across the course of that weekend and I was actually forced to play three to four game blocks and I think if you have other things going on when you're playing or not not when you're actually playing but either side of playing so a you put less pressure on it b you are forced into not overplaying um, and going on too long I think it actually makes a huge difference I can't stress enough especially if you're a good player how important it is that you focus on the actual game which sounds crazy right but I think it is just really important um, and uh, people people kind of forget that even though you may be kind of thinking oh this is a big weekend I'm going to get myself some team of season player picks you, you go on to that fourth or fifth game you've just lost uh, the game before that then it's amazing how differently you'll probably be playing and of course the, the biggest takeaway is you know you can't do anything to change FIFA 19 it is what it is and uh, getting frustrated with the game itself is, is really not going to help Definitely. Something else as well to add on that is that people in the UK will be aware of a, a slogan that's, that's employed in, in the gambling area, in the gambling field, uh, when the fun stops, stop. And mm. that is really important with, with weekend league as well. If you're not having fun, if your gears are starting to get a bit grinded, put the controller down, walk away from it for half an hour, an hour, whatever it takes, do something different and come back to it and uh, just just try and have fun playing the game. It's, it's, it's a game after all, have fun doing it. If, you, if you're not having fun and it becomes a bit of a chore, uh, your results are going to suffer. And I think the other thing is just going into this weekend, especially if you haven't played for a little while, like I'm not going to be expecting to get elite going into this weekend, even if I do manage to play all my games, which will be the first time for a little while, because if you assume that you're going to get to a certain tier, especially if you start well or whatever, you just become complacent and just expect to get it. And I think that one of the most important things is to set a realistic expectation and just think, this is what I want to achieve. And any more than that is kind of a bonus. And then going into this weekend, I'm going to be saying to myself, gold one is a good a good tier to get. I'm going to be happy with that. Maybe even gold two because of the uh, way the rewards are structured. That's actually a pretty good tier to get. That kind of thing will really help if you're trying to push yourself further just to kind of feel like, got that sense of achievement so anything else if you manage to play more games is a bonus i think i think that helps a lot yeah i I think one of the the biggest drivers of kind of i don't know toxicity is the right word but at least like dissatisfaction and kind of unsettlement amongst the fifa community is kind of an expectations Mm. bias or expectations distortion thing and this this is true not only in you know how we perform in the game but 
how we react to content. Like when we see leaks that are either fake or maybe based on old information and the situation changed that don't align with our expectations, our original reaction is, well, we were, you know, wronged, right? Um, there's like a lots of human psychology stuff about how people hate standing in lines more than anything. And it's not that like the time is really the problem. It's this feeling that you are somehow being wronged mm. or like if someone cuts you in the grocery store line, even if they didn't intentionally mean to do it, like nothing makes you angrier, angrier because it's you feel always intentional. Well, yeah, probably, but Hey, uh, <laughs> it's the same kind of mentality when it comes to weekend league, right? Like if you feel that the game is out to get you or that so-and-so is doing this certain, you know, watching replays or doing whatever your triggers are, uh, solely just to spite you, like that's, all that's going to do is have a negative impact on your mind state and how you perform. So I find personally that uh, when I go into a weekend league saying, I'm going to get this, like gold one, elite three, whatever, that absolutely impacts, you know, kind of how I play, how I react to what happens to me. Whereas if you just follow through with what Ben said, if, you know, I think we see this with pros too. And, and you know, at least there's a competitive mind state for those guys because they have to aim to be the best. Mm. But the biggest frustration points for those guys is when they don't reach the level that they expect to. Whereas like, if you're just like, Hey, I just want to make knockouts and let the chips fall where they may, or really the best, as Steve has said a million times on this podcast on Twitter, you have to just take it like one goal at a time, not even one game at a time. If you're focused on the sequence at hand, whether you're down three nil or whether you're up five nil, like the results will come. So it's the hardest thing in the world. I mean, this is the same problem that real professional athletes have is that if you focus on, well, we have to win the league or we have to beat our rival as opposed to just being in the moment, it's going to make it less likely that you do those things. Yeah, I, don't, I totally agree. So just quickly to end the podcast, one of the questions we had in from actually a patron this week was about what squad I was using. I, I haven't mentioned it for ages. And as I said, I haven't been playing that much weekend league. And what I tend to do when I'm not playing that regularly is trim the the fat, I guess, off my squad in terms of the stuff that I can sell. So especially going into team of the season, that obviously makes a lot of sense. So I'm down to a, a pretty much untradeable team apart from one player who uh, I kind of needed for chemistry reasons to get the flashback Ibrahimovic up front. Because I got the... Actually, I'm not sure I've mentioned this on the pod, but I was lucky enough in the mid-tier Icon SBC to get uh, the 90-rated Omri, which is which is a pretty good card to get out of that. And uh, he's a left forward, but I can switch him to striker, and he's really, really effective there, obviously. And Ibrahimovic then plays Cam, or just behind Omri in whatever formation, or up front with him, depending on what formation I'm using. But actually, to get chemistry on him, what I did was was get the right midfield uh, Makaleli icon and switch him to uh, right forward and then put Shadow on him and he, he plays right back and he's actually pretty effective there. He's not got the best defensive stats, but in terms of his kind of pace, his physicality, he's not the tallest, but he actually feels pretty good in that position. And if anyone's looking for a kind of combo that might work in terms of being a cheap way to get in a player for an objective or whatever, someone like Makaleli on right forward and let's say Nedvin in on the other side, you're not like outlaying that many coins and you can really easily just stick in a, a uh, striker from or, or a central player from any league and complete objectives. So sometimes I've been just switching out Ibrahimovic, bringing in a player already on full chem. The rest of my team's good. Quite a nice little, uh, a nice little kind of variable you can you can play around with uh, in your squad. You can do the same in the four five one formation. That's obviously the four three two one that I'm talking about um, with the left forward, right forward. But in the four five one, obviously got those two cam spots where you can basically put in whatever striker you want. So if again you're going for that baby icon SBC this month, or you you got one out of your packed last month then it's a, a good way of getting in a player to complete an objective and the squad itself 
uh, is pretty decent. I'm using Milinkovic Savic at right back, so he can swap into midfield and Makaleli can go back there. Um, and then I've got David Luis and uh, Juan Jesus, who a lot of people actually recommended the, the foot swap card, which I picked up ages ago and eventually got into a team. And I know, Steve, you're a big fan of that card as well, right? Yeah, great card. Yeah, so it's not bad. Um, I've got Depay in there, the SBC version, who I've been a fan of for a while. Unfortunately, I haven't actually seen Depay in many Team of the Season predictions, which is a bit of a shame because uh, he would be a really phenomenal card. But fingers crossed, he'll, he'll still come. And uh, yeah, so just a little bit of a uh, tangent in terms of what's going on with me. But I'm, I'm hoping to maybe continue with using the flashback Ibrahimovic. You know, when you paid 180k versus 1.2 mil or 1.4 mil, I'm kind of thinking... What is the point of uh, paying that much more to get the better version? Um, but he's obviously an outstanding player. Uh, so let's uh, wrap up this week's pod and uh, say thank you very much to Luke for dropping in. Actually, it's been a while. It's good to get you back. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good to get my sea legs back. And Luca, where can people follow you if they want to keep up with your American sports uh, Twitter account slash foot? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm here to both alienate my American sports followers from my previous life as a journalist for American football by tweeting about FIFA and here to alienate all of you by tweeting about NBA and American football and baseball. But I'm at Luke Zem as my personal account. It's mostly just shit housery so uh follow or don't uh at foothead you know uh i'd say about 95 percent of the the crappy tweets there are mine so and, and before you go can you just say barnsley one more time luke barnsley 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 how about roystale roystale <laughs> never mind <laughs> you should hear my parent you should hear my parents say tottenham like hey you watched that tottenham game today <laughs> anyway steve thank you very much for joining us as well yes pleasure always a pleasure steve is at the foot coach on twitter and don't forget to use discount code foot weekly patron for cheap and reliable coaching (laughs) in fact available to gold and icon patrons at the moment is last week's podcast which features me steve and andy discussing whether timed finishing should be in fifa 20 just google foot weekly patron for more info and of course thank you very much for joining us listener and just before we go a huge thanks to everyone supporting this podcast it's been incredible and a special thanks to all our icon patrons that's chris g dominic mark a paul chris w rob p johan p martin m gabe n dan w matt l robert a alan m sam m savage p anthony r darren w matt h colm o roger d Siler p Stephen M and Tyler M. Thank you very much. And until next week, enjoy Team of the Season and goodbye. Now that you've taken on that big job, you shouldn't have to settle for the big box. You've earned a trip to Northern Tool, and we're ready for the details. We know all about the little things that make the biggest difference. Maybe that's why they call us a problem solver's paradise. From pressure washers to power tools, pallet jacks to push carts, Northern Tool and equipment carries the brands you depend on, like North Star, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Strongway. We're made for this. Come see us in-store or shop online at northerntool.com. Podcast Network.